Hello, and welcome to episode 76 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to Eli A., the newest member of The Modern Manager community. I hope you are finding the episode guides and the guest bonuses really helpful on this journey that you're on to be a rockstar manager. There is tons to explore on the membership site, including dozens of guest bonuses, including discounts on books and products and services, along with free tools and templates and courses. There are also all of those full episode guides for the solo episodes I do, like this one. And when you join, you get all of those full episode guides, which includes hundreds of pages of templates, checklists, instructions, and examples to help you implement the lessons from the show. So if you are not yet a member and you want to get in on this, go to mamieks.com slash join. Memberships start at $15 a month, and there are additional levels that include monthly group coaching calls and private coaching. And if you work for a nonprofit or government agency, you get 20% off of any membership level. You just have to email me about it. Now, as for today, first, let's take a step back because in episode 72, I talked about how to create team values. And if you haven't yet listened to that episode, I suggest you listen to that one first, unless your team already has a set of explicit, clear values. That's because this episode is all about how you bring those values to life in your everyday actions and interactions. So knowing what your values are is really a prerequisite for this. So go back to episode 72 if you need to. And if not, let's get to it. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. You've got your team's values and everyone is feeling really excited about them and embracing respect or transparency or professionalism and craftsmanship and anything, whatever it is that your team has decided is important to them, people are excited. But now what? It's unfortunately really common for any group, whether that be a team or an organization, to let their values become wallpaper or pretty words that are devoid of any actual meaning. So having that list of values is critical but it's really the starting point, not the ending point. The real work comes in bringing these values to life and making them an integral part of your culture. And this happens in a few different ways. First, we can translate these values into norms or specific behaviors that you can then observe and measure. Next, we can incorporate accountability for these values and norms into your accountability systems like performance management and individual development plans and your team meetings. And lastly, you can redesign or make changes to any existing systems, processes, or ways of working that aren't aligned with your values. So let's take these one at a time, starting with norms. Think about this for a moment. What does it mean if I say delight is one of our team's values? These words can only be expressed as actions in what we say or do. Delight itself doesn't exist. It's the compounding of lots of small things that create that feeling of delight. And the same is true for excellence or resourcefulness or deep thinking or people matter or whatever it is that your values might be. And we call these expressions of the values norms. Norms may seem like an odd word, but in business, the term refers to an accepted standard or a way of behaving in a work context. It's what's considered normal behavior for social and work interactions. Not all norms are explicit. 
In fact, most times we pick up on cues about norms by observing our colleagues. For example, let's say that you're the new employee and your first few weeks of the job, you show up at meetings right on time because that's what you do. But you begin to notice that everyone else wanders in late. So over time, you recognize this unspoken norm that being late to a meeting is okay. So eventually you start to be late too. Now, just because a norm is unspoken also doesn't mean it has to be bad. Maybe on your old team, people didn't really share personal details about their lives. They didn't invest in building relationships. And now on this new team, you see on Slack, people are constantly sharing articles they're reading or pictures of their family. And so you jump in and start to do the same thing too. Norms are both a reflection of your values and a tool to help build and perpetuate them. When your norms aren't grounded in specific intentional values, they become whatever the team leader or the strongest personality or the easiest default is. And again, that's not necessarily bad, but it can be in part because when values and norms are driven by a person rather than owned by a team, they're weaker. It's easier for them to dissipate over time. Ideally, you want the team to identify the behaviors that they want to hold themselves and each other accountable to. So to generate norms, you start with one value and ask the group to brainstorm, usually on sticky notes or a shared online document or tool. Ask the group the following questions. One, what behaviors would I see or not see if people were living out this value or acting out this value? Two, what words would I hear or not hear if people were acting this value? And three, how would this value be expressed in our meetings, our decision-making process, how we deal with conflict, how we communicate, how we give feedback, and so on? This should generate a long laundry list of ideas of how to begin to act in alignment with that value. Then organize the ideas into themes or similar ideas. I generally find it really helpful to narrow it down to the top three or the top five norms for each value. In essence, you're saying as a group, we know that all of this is important, but there's no way we can remember to do it all or enact it all right now. So here are the high priority norms that we want to focus on. And these can either be low-hanging fruit, which are really easy to implement. They could be things that you're already doing, but maybe not consistently. And so you want to continue to do and deepen doing them. Maybe there are things that you think will make the biggest impact or have the greatest ROI. It's up to the team to determine the right criteria. Then go ahead and vote on which norms you want to collectively embrace. At the end of this brainstorm and prioritization process, you will have about 20 norms that your team has identified as important. And that leads us to the next step, which is incorporating the values and norms into your accountability systems. Again, you don't want to let this great thinking go to waste. And it's almost worse as a team if you come up with these norms and then don't follow through on them. You're sending a message that at best, we don't take our culture and our values seriously. And at worst, you're pretending to care about culture and values, which is why you've spent all of this precious time creating them, but you didn't really want anything to change. So recognize that the implementation is super critical and it will probably take more effort and more time than you intend, but it needs to become habitual. And I guarantee you that it is worth the time and effort to embed the values and the norms in your team. When we look at this from the big picture, you need to elevate the values to the same level as importance as the goals that your team is responsible for. My guess is that you talk about goals or outcomes or impact or accomplishments regularly. They come up in your team meetings, your performance system, your one-on-ones, your individual growth and development plans. 
You probably chat about them on Slack or send emails or dashboards about progress. They are front and center, whereas values, on the other hand, are almost nowhere to be seen. So everywhere that you talk about goals, you should be talking about norms and values. For example, at your weekly team meetings or your team check-ins, you can ask people to share a story of when they saw a colleague live a value or uphold a norm. You want to celebrate these successes, even if they're small. And sometimes it's better when they're small. This not only brings the value or norm to the forefront, but it also does it in a way that honors the individual and gives everyone positive reinforcement. As you get going, you may also find it helpful to spend some time each month reflecting on where the team has struggled to implement or live up to a norm and why. What is getting in the way or making it hard? Were there missed opportunities to follow a norm that you didn't? This is more of an advanced conversation, so I wouldn't go there quite yet. But eventually, once you have some solid wins with other norms and the team is feeling really good about it, it's important to also recognize where the team is struggling with the norm. In addition to your team meetings, incorporate the values into your performance management and development systems. If you use a rating system, include rating options for how well people are living their values and norms. If you use a self-reflection process, ask questions about when they lived the norms and when they think they could have done better. When creating growth and development plans, include areas around values in addition to those typical hard skills or competencies. For example, maybe someone needs to get better at speaking respectfully to their colleagues during debates, or maybe they need to work on taking ownership over their mistakes and not blaming colleagues. Whatever it may be, create a growth and support plan to help them learn these capabilities and check in on progress just as you would with anything else. The same goes for giving feedback. If someone isn't adopting a norm or is displaying a behavior that explicitly goes against your values, you need to speak with them. Holding yourself and each other accountable means you don't shy away from these difficult conversations related to your values. If you don't address poor behavior, it will start to fester among the group. And this is where things can feel complicated. As I spoke about on episode 72 on team values, if someone is a high performer on their goals, but is a really low performer because they're not living their values, they're probably not the right person for the job with this team. Of course, you want to work with them to develop any new behaviors and support them to grow into alignment. But ultimately, if they don't take that feedback and they don't make those changes, it's probably time to say goodbye. You need people on your team who both have the skills to accomplish the work and want to work in ways that create that positive atmosphere amongst the team. You want the whole team to flourish, and it is really hard to do that when one person is just out of step. On the flip side, you should give praise and say thank you and encourage positive behaviors in addition to great accomplishments. I already mentioned doing it publicly in team meetings, but you should also do it privately, which will continue to reinforce that team values are important. Lastly, it helps to think through existing work processes or ways of working that may be impacted by these values and norms. For example, if you give out employee awards, do you need to update the award topics to be in alignment with your new values? Or if you've decided that you need greater transparency into timelines and responsibilities, but you aren't currently using any software to keep track of these things, you might need to implement one. Or if everyone currently works in the evenings at home, but you want better work-life balance, do you need to rethink who comes to which meetings in order to give people more time during the day to get their work done? Sometimes our existing ways of working are already aligned with our values, and sometimes they're out of whack, and we need to figure out new ways of working that are a better fit. These solutions could be really obvious and easy, or they could be more roundabout and messy. 
That doesn't mean you can avoid them, but I'd recommend taking them one at a time so that you don't overwhelm yourself or the team. You can do this by taking your top 20 norms list and as a group, selecting one, maybe two, and three at the most to work on for each month and make those your focus for praise, for growth, and for process updates. If you prefer, pick one value per month. Either way, you're not asking everyone to change overnight and you're being clear that you are in this for the long haul because sometimes it will take a year or more to actually fully realize the vision of your team that's generated through its values and norms. And while you're doing this, try to have some fun. If there are terms that come up or playful visuals, embrace them. For example, if curiosity is one of your values, how might you use Curious George as a symbol to remind everyone to be more curious? As a quick recap, Values must be lived, and one powerful way to do this is to translate them into specific norms or behaviors that are observable by others. Once you've identified your norms, elevate them and the values to the same level of importance as your goals. Integrate them into your meetings, your performance system and growth processes, and update any existing ways of working so that they're in alignment. Take it slow and be intentional so that you can succeed and your people can flourish. The mini guide for today's episode includes an overview of these three components to bringing your values to life. It's available at mamieks.com slash mini guides. The full guide contains the values to norms framework to help you translate your values into expressed behaviors along with the overview and some additional details. To get the full guide to today's episode, join the Modern Manager community. Go to mamieks.com slash join. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash join. And for $15 per month, you'll get episode guides and guest bonuses to help you implement all the learnings from each episode. And of course, when you join, you get access to all the previous guides and guest bonuses. And there's so much stuff in there. If you want just this episode guide, you can purchase it and any other individual full guide at mamieks.com slash store. The links are all in the show notes and they're in your inbox along with the free mini guide if you are a subscriber to my newsletter. To join that, go to mamieks.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit Meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team. I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.